enjoying getting to know some of the women inside, outside, behind, and beyond the ropes. Today, we are here with my friend and former neighbor, Lavelle Lockett. We're going to learn a little bit about Lavelle today and how 40 plus double Dutch club is impacting her life. Lavelle, how are you? I'm fine. Thank you for asking. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good. So tell us a little bit about you. Um, I am 55 years old. I am a NICU nurse. I have found myself suddenly single at 55. And I absolutely love 40 plus double Dutch. Okay. Well, Take us back a little bit before you were 55, before <laughs> 40 plus Double Dutch Club. Where'd you grow up? I mean, you were my neighbor for, gosh, at least 10 years, yes. but I don't really know a whole lot about you. In fact, it seems I didn't even know your name. I've been calling you Tanya yes. since we met. And then <laughs> when you came to Double Dutch, you told me, oh, no, my name is Lavelle. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh. So my birth, my government name is Tanya Lavelle Fry Lockett. Um, it was going to be Velveeta Fry, oh. uh, AKA Cheese Fry. However, my mother was watching Tanya Tucker sing a song and she loved the song, so she decided to name me Tanya. Okay. So for about, up until I went to college, I used Tanya. And then freshman year, I was in Wetzel Hall at Western and I was getting on an elevator and this guy was like, what's your name? And I said, Tanya. And he goes, where you stay? I said, Wetzel. And he says, are you there, Tanya from Wetzel Hall who was at that party? Do I said, nope, that wasn't <laughs> me. So I started using my middle name, which is Lavelle. And the only other Lavelle on campus was a guy. So I was like, cool, can't get me confused with anyone. When I tell you what a small world it is, so uh, thank you for sharing the, the um, origin of your name. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I went to Western and lived in Wetzel Hall. Wow. Right. <laughs> and I'm 52. So we probably weren't there at the same right. time because it was an underclassman dorm. Mm -hmm. So probably when I came, you were already gone. I didn't know you went to Western. I went to Western for two years. I was an RA for one year. And they didn't have a nursing program at the time, so I ended up transferring out. Got it. Yeah. So. Small world. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's why I use Lavelle. And plus, Got it. Um, Lavelle is, is so many Tanyas. I get really irritated when somebody says, hey, Tanya. And I say, yeah. And they say, no, not you. <laughs> that's <Like>, funny. <right. laughs> okay. So Lavelle. Got it. Makes sense. All right. So... You said your mother decided to name you Tanya because she was watching a singer yes. and she liked the song. Tell us about your early years. Um, so I grew up with my mom. I was one of three. Um, well, between my mother and my father, one of three, the oldest, only girl. 
the song Papa Was a Rolling Stone, that was my dad. <laughs> so he, um, when he died, there were 19 of us on his obituary that he could list. Oh. Now, there were others who he could not list because um, their, their mother's husbands. Oh. Were, yeah, you know where that goes, right? So, yeah. Um, so, I lived with my mom. She was a single mom. Um, I had two little brothers. I lost one of my brothers to gun violence right before mm. his 21st birthday. Oh, no. Um, he was doing some stuff, and I was like, why are you doing this? You're going to get in trouble, you know? And, and when you turn 21, you're not going to, they're not going to cut you any slack. And he looked at me, and he said, what are you talking about? I'm not going to make it to live to, to, to be 21. I said, don't say anything foolish like that. And sure enough, about five days before his birthday, oh, no. they found him um, with a bullet hole to his head in his car in an alley in Chicago. Right before his 21st birthday. I was like, mm. wow, okay. So that was, that was very telling. That was my first um, lesson that the words we speak Mm-hmm. We can actually, they can mm-hmm. manifest. That's so right. I, I've tried to be very um, cognizant mm-hmm. of the words that I speak. Mm-hmm. But I didn't truly learn that lesson until I hit my 50s. Mm-hmm. As evidenced by some of the things that have occurred in my life. Mm-hmm. So, um, But we grew up on the southeast side of Chicago on 92nd and Clyde. The little... Well, the big yellow house is still there. It's it's um, needs a lot of repair, but that's where I grew up. Uh, moved over there when I was in kindergarten. Okay. And on top of the hill. It was in the little skating movie, the side of the house. <laughs> um, I had a great childhood. Okay. Yeah, and then I went to Hyde Park High School. Graduated in nineteen eighty five. Um. That was that was pretty cool. You know, I don't like school, though. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Okay. And then after high school, you went to Western? After high school, I went to Western, transferred out of Western, and went to Chicago State. Chicago State um, took all of my nursing prerequisites Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. and applied for their nursing school. And they were like, oh, yeah, you can come, but you got to wait a whole year. So I was like, forget it. And then I applied to Aurora University and went there for their nursing school. Okay. So that's where I ended up graduating from. Okay. Yeah. All right. And you, after college, I guess you got married and had children? So I actually got married uh, right before starting nursing school to uh, my first husband. Mm-hmm. who was basically like me, only a guy, super goofy, just, you know, trying to do all kinds of stuff. But um, he had a lot of demons. Um, I found out that I did not give birth to his first kid. He had a whole nother lady friend in 
the town that he grew up in who was married and her husband thought that yeah so um and when I found out about this kid I was like you know she was a girl and my kid's a guy so I was like they need to meet each other mm-hmm. and he was like no they don't need to meet each other I said they do I said what if they get together and make a baby mm-hmm. he was like they won't get together and make a baby she's all the way in Timbuktu and we're in Chicago I said fool you lived in Timbuktu and I grew up in <laughs> Chicago and we got together and mm-hmm. made a baby he was like oh you're right <laughs> <laughs> but that was the tip of the iceberg I mean he he suffered from substance abuse um, had at the time Northwestern, I was a student nurse there, and they would prepay for tuition. So they would give you a check. I put the check in our joint account, and when I went to pay my bill, it was gone. And mm. that's what he shared with me, that he had a problem with cocaine use. Oh. So I was trying to be, you know, a nice little dutiful wife and had no intentions on getting a divorce. Um... So I was like, I'm going to stick by my man and pray us through and all of that good stuff. But it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he was a CNA. I was a student nurse. I mean, I, was, I graduated and I became a nurse. And I worked at Jackson Park Labor and Delivery. And one day I had dropped my kids off at the Montessori Preschool on Stoney. Mm-hmm. And went to the Jewels. They used to be on 87th and Stony Island mm-hmm. to get some stuff to make some tuna salad. And my debit card was declined. There was no money in my account. So I'm hungry. I go home. And I'm kind of sulking. And I'm sitting there like, man, I can't believe I don't have any money. So then my husband at the time comes in. And he says... He tosses an envelope my way, and he goes, cash that and give me 20. And I looked at it. It was my security deposit from Illinois Bell, the telephone company at the Mm -hmm. time, for $120. So I'm looking at it. It's a check. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at it, and I said, how are you going to tell me what to do with a check that has my bleeping name on it? Mm Mm-hmm. And he says, just cash a check. You know, I have a mouth. I was Mm -hmm. like, he starts kicking the door. And at the time, we were renting the top apartment of my mother's two flat on 92nd and Clyde. Mm -hmm. So I say to him, can you stop kicking the door? I'd like to return my mother's apartment back to her in the same Mm -hmm. condition she gave it to us. So he stopped kicking the door. And he came over and started kicking and hitting on me. Oh. I had an outer body experience. I'm looking down at myself. And as he was hitting me, he was like, I am not high. I am not drunk. And I'm like, wow, is that you? Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe it. So finally he stopped. And I'm sitting there like, oh, my God, what just happened? And I'm trying to figure out what to do because 
I didn't even get spankings growing up. So, you know, I'm just like, wow, what just happened? Mm -hmm. So I get up and I go to the bathroom and I start getting myself together. And he says to me, what are you doing? And I said, I'm getting ready to go cash the bleeping check and give you your money. And when I said that, Pam, his whole demeanor just changed. He was like, oh, that's all I had to do. And I remember thinking, wow, I can't believe this. Hmm. So I left out and went to my neighbor's house and rang the doorbell and had them call the cops. Hmm. Well, first I went to my car. I didn't know where my license was. I keep a junkie car, mm -hmm. car is junkie even today. Mm -hmm. So I went to the car and pretended to look for it just in case he remembered mm -hmm. that my car was junkie and I didn't know if I had told him I lost my license or not. But um, the police came and escorted him out. Mm. And I went and got my divorce. He just had a dog. Her name was Roxy. Cute little thing. Rottweiler. Um, super sweet. We loved her. And I worked long hours. So I would leave out early in the morning at like six something to drop the kids off at preschool, go to work. And then I wouldn't get home until really late. And the whole time that I would be gone, that dog did not use the bathroom in the house. Mm -hmm. And I felt so bad because I'm like, I know your bladder hurts. Mm -hmm. So I ended up giving the dog away to a friend that I had met and he spoiled the dog but that was the end of the first marriage um and it was it was rough because uh when my first kid was like eight pounds nine ounces and I was this big mm -hmm. and I was so afraid of getting stretch marks and I remember there was a a mirror tile up against the wall when I was still pregnant and I saw the underside of my belly mm -hmm. and all of these stretch marks and I just broke down. But I remember my first husband saying to me after I had the first baby, nobody's going to want you with all those stretch marks. Nobody's going to want you, you know? And I was like, wow, you know, nobody's going to want me. Mm -hmm. So I ended up before, before that, the actual split, I ended up, um, praying to have a baby girl because I wanted all my kids to have the same dad mm -hmm. so I intentionally got pregnant um, and had Taylor my baby girl mm -hmm. so I had my boy and my girl and I was done you know and and then I went to my 10 year high school reunion and 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 hooked up with my prom date and got knocked up with my third baby girl. <laughs> I mean, my third baby, but my second baby girl. So that went out the window. The whole same baby daddy thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then he and I eventually got married. And that is who I am legally currently married to today. Mm -hmm. So, Okay. And how's that going? Um, so a couple of years ago, he left, um, and I didn't know he was leaving. He kind of just shared with me that he had an apartment and he tells me that that's not exactly how it went, 
I was like, no, that's how it went. You told me you had signed a lease, which meant that you had been looking. And you hadn't shared that information with me. You shared it with your friends. You didn't mm-hmm. share it with me. Um, but he left. And then I felt like he strung me along for about a year telling me, oh, well, I'll find a counselor for us to go to. And he never did. And then he left and moved to California. Um, I ended up filing for the divorce, going to Markham, because I really didn't have the money. Um, going to Markham and filing the papers. And he recently shared with me that he wanted to try to work things out. Um, but because we, we've been through quite a bit of stuff, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, Lord, just, you know, I had to pray about it. And I was like, Lord, whatever is for me, I want. That's right. Whatever is not for me, remove it from my life. Mm -hmm. So I did, I did meet somebody. His name was warm and fuzzy. That's how I refer to him, (laughs) who I really, really liked. And, um, he kind of stopped calling me and I was like, okay, Lord, I did tell you to, to, I, I did say this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am, I'm not 100% opposed to reconciliation with my husband as I was at first. Mm-hmm. I'm open to the possibility, mm-hmm. but I did inform him that the woman you left no longer exists. This is mm. a totally different woman now from my hair to how I process to how I'm moving. Because even my mother was like, you know, if you get back with your husband, you can't be going to Double Dutch every day. I said, oh, no, this is a staple. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. I will be jumping. I will be traveling. I will be moving about on God's beautiful earth and experiencing everything. Because I haven't traveled. I haven't done anything up Mm -hmm. until this point. Mm -hmm. Up until, like the latter part of last year. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm ready now. I'm, I'm, I'm out there. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. Just pray for me, girl. <laughs> so tell me how you, um, heard about 40 plus double Dutch club. Well, you, my dear first introduced me to it. But at the time that you introduced me to it, I'm, I'm going to call it my cave. I was in a cave. Mm-hmm. I was so focused on trying to um, keep the marriage mm-hmm. going. Um, so I was dealing with um, just feelings of inadequacy mm-hmm. because no matter what I did, I never felt good enough. I never felt smart enough my house is a mess so I was always critiqued on housekeeping you know my hair what didn't look good you know and when I would go get it done it was so thin I was like you can read a newspaper through it I don't want to straighten my hair like that Mm -hmm. so I started wearing it natural and my husband don't care for the natural look Mm -hmm. you know and those stretch marks still there and all I could focus in on was 
the negativity. Mm -hmm. I was just surrounded by a cloud of negativity, negative energy. So I'm calling that the K. Mm -hmm. So when you first introduced it to me, I didn't jump when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how. Mm -hmm. So it was just like, what am I going to jump rope for? Mm -hmm. And with a bunch of women who, you know, who cute, you know, <laughs> and um, there was some issues with my current husband mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm just, I just didn't feel good mm -hmm. about myself or anything. And it wasn't until, um, and, and it's so funny because I would always see you walking and you're so beautiful and I'd be looking at, looking out the window like, look at little Miss Cutie Pie walking. <laughs> I don't need to be out there walking with her. Um, and I used to always tell you, come on, let's walk. I, never, I was just so just in, in the cave. I was in mm -hmm. the cave. Mm -hmm. Um, but I had also lost when I was at Chicago state. That's where I met Brandy Gale. Mm -hmm. So we became very close. We call ourselves sisters. Her kids refer to her refer to me as auntie Vale. Mm -hmm. my kids refer to her as auntie brand mm -hmm. um we had lost touch she was going through a lot of stuff and then i was going through some stuff that year last year just last year mm -hmm. we reconnected and i mean i was so far in that cave pam it was it was ridiculous but it was really good connecting with her because she introduced me to not only 40 plus, but black girls run. And I remember saying, wow, when I came to the, it was the, the, the prayer walk yes, that we did. Mm -hmm. yes. It was just amazing. And just meeting all of these women and listening to their stories and just, a huge inspiration and even just you because um you and I connected in Walmart mm -hmm. one day. Right. And I was like, get to my son at Walmart <laughs> You know, when I got home. And you you just looked so I don't know, just so light and so just positive, just surrounded by positive mm -hmm. energy, mm -hmm. which is what I was searching for. Right. But anyway, getting back to when I came to the prayer walk, I was so moved. I was like, yep, this is I, I got to be a part of this. I have to be a part of this movement. And then just coming to the meetups, it's like it exceeded my expectation. Mm -hmm. I just thought, you know, OK, you go, you play around, you know, y'all say some prayers and stuff. But I mean, I've formed friendships with women who encourage are inspiring me to do things and like wow it's amazing so you said you first joined us when you came out to the prayer walk that we did with our national play date yes. and that you really didn't know how to jump before that is true so when did you learn? I learned at 40 plus double dutch okay yes Miss Chattel and uh, you, everybody encouraging me to jump. So 
I am known as the wild child because I jump, <laughs> I jump in the rope and my legs are all the way up here, but <laughs> I can get through. You can. I've gotten through the song maybe, maybe four times. Uh huh. Um, I'm learning tricks. Okay. Working on my mambos. 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 I I know how to do those, so now I'm trying to, you know, do the little tricks and stuff. Okay. And, um, Tap told me, okay, you got to start doing the tricks and stop doing the same stuff you know how to do. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, okay, okay. But yes, I love 40 plus and I just feel so, it's therapeutic for me. Mm. It's therapeutic. Not only am I moving my body, mm-hmm. I'm getting my steps in, I'm fellowshipping with other women who just have inspired me to come out the cave mm-hmm. basically um and it's fun it's light and airy and good energy all over the place and i love it so what would you say to somebody because we've come across a lot of women who say well i don't want to come out because i don't know anybody i don't want to come out because i haven't jumped in years or i've never jumped before and i see the videos and everybody jumps so well and i can't do that so what would you say to those people so i tell them we don't just jump but they will teach you how to jump if you like to learn that's right but we patty cake we dance sometimes we walk i talk about mama joyce I talk about <laughs> I said there are some people who actually walk with the cane and they they just walk. We mm-hmm. we line dance. I went to that party on Saturday and I was able to do some line dances because of 40 plus. Okay. I don't know how to do any line da- line dance. You didn't, but you do now. I do now and I was cute doing it too, girl. <laughs> but um I encourage them especially there's a nurse I work with and she recently lost her son mm-hmm. and she spends a lot of time alone and I've been encouraging her to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, she's vanilla. We're chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I'm like, you know, just come, come jump with me sometimes. She's like, Oh, I can't jump. I said, you know, we got our oldest member is 88 and she's there with her daughters. And I, I was, I always tell Miss Joyce, I can't wait to be you. I can't wait to be here jumping with my two daughters. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 88 and I'm percolating. <laughs> right. Um, but I, I tell people that's, that's, you know, that's what's there. You don't have to know how to jump double deck. Right. But it's just being in the company of other women, positive mm-hmm. women, not bringing drama, just bringing right. good energy and inspiration and and just i don't know helping helping it's like we're helping each other to be our best selves that's exactly what we're doing and i love it i mean so one of the things that i'm also dealing with i have um i have i have a kid i i I have a few of my kids are dealing with mental health issues Mm -hmm. and when we were looking for a therapist, somebody who can actually, well, like a psychiatrist who could prescribe meds if they needed them. Mm-hmm. Somebody who looks like us mm-hmm. couldn't find anybody. Mm. Um, ended up taking my kid to the University of Chicago where he sought 
therapy from a vanilla male, mm-hmm. which is okay. But I feel like they don't understand right. our struggle. Mm-hmm. So, hanging out with 40 plus, I was like inspired to go back to school and get my DNP in mental health. Oh. So then I could be that person. Okay. To help our people. That's great. You know, that's that's my plan as long as I stay at the job. Uh-huh. Cuz they'll cuz they pay know, for school. They pay for some of okay. it. Okay. Yeah. That's my plan. We'll see what God has in store for me. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. And that's what we want people to see. Um this is so much more than a group of women getting together, jumping rope. Mm-hmm. We are helping each other in so many ways that most of us could not have even imagined. So it's really, um, it's really great to see the impact that 40 Plus has had on your life in such a short amount of time. You've only been involved for about six months. So it's, it's just really amazing to see how it's helped you in so many ways, not just physically, but mentally, spiritually. And now you're talking about even learning something more, and it's going to take you to a whole different level professionally. So we're trying to let as many people as possible know that we're not just jumping double dutch. This movement is about so much more than yes, that. And that's why we have gone beyond the ropes. Mm-hmm.